it's not as simple as saying go to a conference and you're going to meet your future partner. It's about going to the conference and putting yourself in the position to potentially get that partner and continuing to do that over and over again until that happens. Real quick, before the episode, I want to give you a gift of 25% off. And that gift actually is from TransUnion Smart Move. Go to tenantscreening.com, create a free account, enter the code FAIRLESS at checkout for 25% off your next screening. Because as landlords, we tend to be most concerned with getting paid on time. You might also know that hundreds of thousands of landlords have to deal with the headaches of evicting tenants each year. Evicting a tenant can be painful, costing as much as $10,000 in court costs and legal fees, and take as long as four weeks to complete. What if there's a trusted way to help prevent the headaches of dealing with evicting a tenant? Make the smart move right from the start. Smart Move's online tenant screening solution can help you quickly understand if you're getting a reliable tenant, which will help you avoid potential problems such as non-payment and evictions. For a limited time, listeners of this podcast are invited to try Smart Move tenant screening for 25% off. Here's how Smart Move can help you find your next great tenant. Make a more informed decision with Smart Move's proprietary credit score built specifically for tenant screening, which predicts evictions 15% better than a typical credit score. Reduce non-payment risk with Smart Move's Income Insights Report, which enables you to analyze the applicant's income within minutes and determine if additional income verification is needed. Get critical information quickly with a full credit report, criminal background, and eviction history report. With over 5 million screenings completed, SmartMove can help you make a better leasing decision for your rental property. If you own a rental property, SmartMove can help you identify the right renter from the start so you can avoid the problems of non-payment or evictions. Don't put yourself at risk. Go to tenantscreening.com, create a free account, enter the code FAIRLESS at checkout for 25% off your next screening. With TransUnion Smart Move, you'll get great reports, great convenience, great tenants. There needed to be a resource on apartment syndication that not only talked about each aspect of the syndication process, but how to actually do each of the things and go into it in detail. And we thought, hey, why not make it free too? That's why we launched Syndication School, and Theo Hicks will go through a particular aspect of apartment syndication on today's episode and get into the details of how to do that particular thing. Enjoy this episode, and for more on apartment syndication and how to do things, go to apartmentsyndication.com or to learn more about the Apartment Syndication School Go to syndicationschool.com so you can listen to all the previous episodes. Hi, best of your listeners. Welcome to the Syndication School series, a free resource focused on the how-tos of apartment syndication. As always, I am your host, Theo Hicks. Each week, we air the Syndication School episodes that focus on a specific aspect of the apartment syndication investment strategy. And for the majority of these series, we offer some sort of free resource for you to download for free. These episodes air every Wednesday and Thursday on the, the podcast. And we also are airing these on YouTube video form. So you can listen to them either way. All of the episodes can also be found at syndicationschool.com along with those free documents as well. This episode is going to be another standalone episode. And it is entitled, How to Effectively Network at Multifamily Meetups and Conferences. Before we get into the meat of the episode, I want to tell a quick story. 
You might have heard this before if you're a loyal best ever listener. It is a story about someone that Joe got lunch with. Now, before I tell the story, I guess I'm doing multiple fours, but the entire purpose of this conversation today is to get you thinking about different ways to actually break into the syndication industry, to get that mentor or to get that local owner or to get that experienced apartment syndication to work with you. Because at the end of the day, there really isn't a blueprint for here's exactly what you need to do every single day in order to work with Joe. Or here's what you need to do every single day in order to do your first deal. Because a lot of it is situational. A lot of it is kind of putting yourself into situations that sometimes may result in opportunity to get that partnership, to form that relationship. Or maybe it won't happen that time. Maybe it'll happen the next time. So it's not as simple as saying, go to a conference and you're going to meet your future partner. It's about going to the conference and putting yourself in the position to potentially get that partner and continuing to do that over and over again until that happens. So I just wanted to say that before I go into this specific story. I also want to tell my story in this episode as well, how I met Joe, but I wanted to give that context first because that's essentially how how I work for Joe and the moral of this story I'm about to tell. So the story is Joe went to lunch with someone who wanted to meet Joe in person. This individual Joe met with was interested in raising capital for their fix and flip deals. And the purpose of meeting Joe was to learn how he raised money. He asked Joe a lot of questions about how to find investors, where to find investors, the paperwork and kind of legal documents that are needed to raise money properly, how to structure investor partnerships, how to talk to investors. Really every question you could possibly think of, this guy came prepared to ask and Joe answered all the questions that he asked. At the beginning of the meeting, before asking all these questions, this individual also asked Joe if there's anything that he needed help with. And true to his word, at the end of the meeting, he asked Joe what he can do to help out. And Joe gets his question a lot, of course, because he is a big investor. He is a big podcast guy. And so everyone knows that he likely has some sort of need that that he's helped with. and, And they are happy to help out with that. And we greatly appreciate that. So typically when he gets this question, he'll say one of three things. He'll either say, buy one of our books, listen to the podcast and leave a review and be on the lookout for certain size deals. Chris said, thanks for asking to help me out. Here are the three things you can help me out with. Anything that you could do would be appreciated. So you can kind of pick one of those and that's what I need. So this guy said that he's interested. He really enjoys listening to, to audiobooks. He really enjoys reading books and that he would buy the audio version of one of Joe's books after he finishes the current two or three other books that he's listening to. They shook hands, the meeting ended, and they parted ways. Now, the question that we pose is, how good did this individual do at adding value to Joe's life? And the true answer is, well, it's to be determined. Of course, he had really good intentions, He asked what he could do to add value, but the execution in this particular case was lacking. And here's why. Because the added value is a potential right now. He may or may not buy the audiobook. Joe really may never know unless the person buys the audiobook and sends him a screenshot. So the whole point is that when you are in these opportunities, when you're meeting with a big-time investor a big-time podcaster, someone who is doing what you want to do, someone who could be a very valuable asset in your business, 
you want to make sure that when this person asks themselves, how good did you do at adding value to my life? The answer should be, you did an amazing job. It shouldn't be, well, I did did an okay job or, well, I don't really know because he hasn't actually added value yet. So what this person should have done differently and what you should do differently if you're in similar situations is to rather than say, I'm in the middle of listening to a few other audiobooks. Once I'm done listening to those, then yeah, I totally plan on buying your book. Instead, say, well, I'm listening to two other audiobooks right now, and I'll listen to your audiobook when I'm done, but I'm going to buy your book right now and pull the phone out, buy the book. So now Joe knows that he said he's going to buy the book. He says he's going to listen to the book, which he may or may not do, but the value add is actually purchasing the book. And so now Joe sees him purchase the book and boom, now he can answer the question, well, this guy added a ton of value because I want people to buy my book. He bought my book. I guess a strategy that's slightly below that is saying, oh, I'm going to buy your book once I get back in my car. Still better than saying I'll buy it once I'm done reading my two or three books, but not as good as saying you're going to buy it immediately. So huge difference in the perception of the value that is being added. So the reason why he told this story about immediately adding value is because he was able to get an investor this way. So one of the investors on his deals he got using this strategy. So his story was that he was on someone else's podcast and someone listened to that podcast and reached out to Joe. And they needed help with something. They needed some sort of referral to be helped out with some issue they're having in their business. And Joe immediately referred him to the people that he thought could help him. Because Joe, in this particular case, wasn't the person that could help him out the most. So again, rather than this person calling him up or emailing him saying, well, I can't help you, but I'll look and see if I can find someone else. Instead, he got the message. He read the message. He said, okay, this person needs help with XYZ. That's not something I specifically specialize in. But I do know Billy Bob Joe over here, who's really solid in that aspect of real estate. So, okay, I'm going to refer Billy Bob Joe to this guy. So, hey, thanks for reaching out. Thanks for listening to the podcast. I personally can't help you out with this, but my good friend Billy Bob Joe is really good at this part of the business. I see you down this email. So you guys should definitely connect and he can help you out. Very simple. Didn't take too much time, but extremely effective. And this person ended up investing in his deal and... An argument can be made that is because of how quickly Joe replied with the value already added. So another story that I wanted to tell is how you can use this approach specifically at real estate meetups, at conference, or just when you're meeting someone in general. And again, this is slightly different than the story of Joe getting coffee with someone, but it's kind of on the same line of thinking. So you go to a conference, what you shouldn't do is you shouldn't print out a bunch of business cards and hand out as many business cards as possible. That shouldn't be your goal. Your goal shouldn't be, I'm going to print off a thousand business cards. And by the end of the conference, I'm going to hand out all thousand or I'm going to go to this meetup group. I'm going to have 20 business cards. And my goal is to give my business card to every single person. Instead, a better approach would be to focus on creating one new relationship at the conference. Focus on creating one new relationship at the meetup. If it's multiple day conference, then you can do one relationship per day. And you want to get to actually know this person. So you don't want to have a service level conversation with someone for a few minutes, hand them a business card, and then move on to someone else. Or at breakfast, 
before you get up say, hey, by the way, you have my business card and just start tossing around business cards. The idea is to get to know them on a personal level and the goal is to pinpoint some issue that they're facing currently in their business that ideally you can help them solve. So we're going to be very vague here, but let's say someone wants to know how to raise money for deals at a conference. So I'm talking to someone at a conference. I find out that they have done a bunch of fix and flips deals. They then transitioned into smaller multifamilies. Now they want to expand into doing apartment syndications, but they just don't know how to raise money for deals. Or let's just say in general, how to do an apartment syndication. So what I would do is I would say, well, we actually wrote a manual the world's only comprehensive book on the apartment syndication process from start to finish. I put my phone out. I'm going to order you a copy right now. What's your address? If someone did that to me, I would be impressed. I'd be like, if you're listening on the audio, uh, my, my jaw is dropped. I can't think of a better way to add value to someone's life than to literally buy them a manual on what they actually want to do. Or another thing I could say as well, again, this is me particularly, but I say, well, I can help you out. Let's schedule an hour call for something next week. And I can answer any questions that you have. So, the idea is to meet one new person at this conference and immediately add value to their lives. Now, if for some reason you can't immediately add value, if it's not something as simple as buying their book or something as simple as sending them a book, buying a book for them or scheduling a follow-up call with them. That's another thing too. A good strategy would be that if you want to actually meet up with someone after the conference, put that on your calendar at the conference, one face-to-face with this person. But if you can't immediately add value, then... What you should do is say, well, I don't know exactly how I can help you, but I'm going to figure it out and I will let you know when I get back home. Make sure you follow up on that, obviously. So when you get home, figure out exactly how either you can add value or someone you know can add value to this person's life. And then go to LinkedIn, find them, send them a friend request, and then message them. Mention some sort of personal thing that you learned about them during the conference. Maybe talk about how you met or what you first talked about. And then say either how you are going to add value or how this person that you're referring to them can add value. So kind of taking a big step back, again, the entire idea is if you're meeting with someone, anyone, even better if it's someone who's above you, someone who you want to be, someone who's doing what you want to do, you need to take full advantage of that opportunity. So figure out what they need help with, whether it's them telling you through the natural course of conversation or you specifically asking them, how can I help you? And then whatever they say, do it. If it's possible to do it immediately, what most of the time it should be possible to do immediately, then do it right there and then. If you can't do it immediately, then make sure you go back home and you do it as quickly as possible. Kind of giving a personal anecdote. When I first met Joe, he was just asking for help with his podcast and I offered to help and he didn't really, basically what he said is, I want to go my podcast. How can we do that? So instead of me replying to him saying, oh, I'll, I'll go figure it out and I'll let you know, uh, I didn't reply. I instantly sat there and did a bunch of research on how to grow podcasts. I went through and logged every single one of his iTunes reviews and categorized them based off of what people liked and what they didn't like. And then based off of all of that, I put together a plan of what specifically we can do in order to grow the podcast, which is newsletter, take the podcast and turn them into blogs, things like that. And then I had all the information ready to go. So literally it was... Joe tells me person, hey, here's what I need to help with. And then a few days later, he gets an email with a, basically a business plan of exactly how I'm going to do what I'm going to do. Again, I could have just sent him a few links to articles like, hey, maybe we can do this. I could have kept going back and forth with him saying, well, I don't really know what to do. But instead, I tried to do my best to immediately add value and specifically say, here's exactly what we should do. Joe liked it. So I implemented that solution for 
heck, maybe six months for free. So I just did part-time after my job until Joe offered me a full-time job. So that's my story. I've talked about specific examples of what to do at meetups and conferences. I've talked about something Joe did to proactively add value to get an investor. I talked about the experience that Joe had where someone didn't necessarily do it correctly, but what he should have done. So lots and lots of tactics on how to immediately add value to someone you meet at a multifamily conference, multifamily meetup group, if you meet someone in person, what have you. When you're meeting with someone who could potentially be a huge asset or maybe even can't be a huge asset. That's another thing too, is you really don't know who's an asset. You might meet someone at a conference who you're talking to them and they say that they've never done a deal before. And you might be like, oh, well, I don't want to talk to this person because they don't know what they're talking about. Well, maybe you kind of find out that this person has a massive net worth and they could have invested in your deal. Or maybe it turns out that they have a massive network of high net worth individuals who could have invested in your deal. So you should be using this strategy on really everyone. You shouldn't be picking and choosing who you do this with. If you come across someone who is interested in real estate, if you go to a meetup and you're talking to someone, ask them how you can add value, do it, and see what happens. Maybe nothing happens. Maybe you find a new partner. Maybe you find a new money investor. You really never know until you actually do it. So that concludes this episode of how to effectively network at multifamily conferences and meetups. Until next week, check out the other syndication school series about the how-tos of apartment syndications. Check out our free documents. All those are available at syndicationschool.com. Thank you for listening, and I will talk to you tomorrow. If you own a rental property, TransUnion Smart Move can help you identify the right renter from the start so you can avoid the problems of non-payment or evictions. Don't put yourself at risk. Go to tenantscreening.com, create a free account, enter the code FAIRLESS at checkout for 25% off your next screening. With TransUnion Smart Move, you'll get great reports, great convenience, great tenants. When it's Friday at 4.30 p.m., it's time for Entrepreneur Drinks Podcast, which is co-produced by Joint Ops Properties and Discount Property Investors. Join their end-of-the-work-week session as they tackle problems facing entrepreneurs. Listen and subscribe at entrepreneurdrinks.com. That's entrepreneurdrinks.com.